Hello and welcome to Bladespod. It's uh, Saturday, 30th of January. My name is Ben. I am joined by Andrew. Unfortunately, we're not talking about another victory over a Manchester team. We are, it's a defeat this time, but how you doing, mate? Rubbish. Can't even beat Man City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if anyone mi- missed it and wants an instant pick-me-up, go back and listen to the uh, the Man United podcast that we did on Thursday. But um, yeah, we've obviously got another game coming up on Tuesday. Arguably a, a bigger game for our ambitions yep. to um, you know not finish with... Uh, 10 points or less um so anyway yes doing because that's on tuesday we don't want to do a podcast on monday and have it immediately date so instead we're going to do a um well a slightly less prepared episode i suppose just trying uh, to need the tufty club fans <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> that's what we're trying to do really they've, they've cornered we're trying the market. to dominate we'll slightly run on thursdays after fridays even to to get the four blades crew and then <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of putting it um a one nil defeat to man city um We've got a memorable match coming up in this podcast as well, and not a terrible amount to say about this game. I don't think it was sort of, it was kind of delightfully dull. I thought. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. yeah, nothing much to report. I think it. I'm not saying it's as good as we could have done because obviously you can't win as we as we saw on uh, uh, Wednesday night. But I really did think we were going to lose three or four in this one for a number of reasons. That obviously I think City are miles better than Man U. Mm. I think I thought we'd have been absolutely shattered, which I did think. In the second half, at one point, we looked a really tired team. And then we sort of rallied again towards the end. And I thought they'd just pick us out. But I can't fault us today at all. I think we didn't offer much going forward. I didn't expect us to. This is a team who have been battering teams, not just like winning one nil here and there. You know, they beat West Brom away 5-0 on Wednesday. Yeah. It's, it, they're on another planet to Man United, I think. So to, to take them all the way, as we did, really dull match. But, yeah, I, I, you know, it, it it's the freest of free hits simply because we got three points against Man United. Yeah, that's a bit of a like a fan cliche in it, you know. If you if you've yeah. been offered three points out of these two games, snap your hand off. Been offered one point. Well, if yeah. I'd have said to you, my our goal difference after this would be the same after those two games. Oh my god! Yeah, when you put it like that, flipping egg. In fact, I think we, you and I, discussed it privately, didn't we? Like, um, yeah. what is an acceptable goal difference after these two games? And I, I think, think I said minus six. I think I'd have been happy with that. I think I went even, even. I think I was creeping up to minus nine or something off, off yeah. two games. So, yeah, I, I get the. Uh, you know, I think you could possibly say like, oh, if only we'd had a bit more of a go. But I think City would have destroyed us, to be honest, if we'd. I think we saw in the last five minutes. I think Wilder played it fantastically well. I've seen Mm. a few fans uh, say we should have gone for it earlier. And I understand that way of thinking. But I think despite the fact we looked better in the last 10 minutes and created our one real proper opportunity, um, City could also created an unbelievable chance for a fantastic save from Ramsdale. So I think we played it exactly right because if we'd have gone any earlier, we'd have had the game lost with 20 minutes to go. Yeah, probably with twenty minutes gone. To be honest, if we if we'd had yeah. that approach from the start, <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, you know, it looks like the game plan was uh, as long as it's one nil, just stay in the game and try and get to like eighty odd minutes. At that point, we'll have um, three strikers on the pitch and you know c- commit some more men forward. You know, go to a back four and and just just hope, pray that you know a counter attack or a you know, twenty five yarder in this case actually goes in the net and I think it went perfectly I think other than hmm. the goal obviously the goal will come on to the goal but that were well, take that out of it and I think tactically Wilder can look at in the mirror and say I couldn't have done much more there because I, like I say people will say we should have gone for it more and, and all that I, I don't think you can I don't think you can against City and you know they got a goal so early I thought we were, and it sounds defeatist but I really did think we did quite well to keep it at 1-0 because after nine minutes I'm thinking yeah this is how I thought it was going to go yeah. three or four coming up here but you know it's not it's, it's, it wasn't a, a 10 out of 10 performance or anything like that but I think it was as good as for instance as we played against them uh, at home last season maybe yeah, I think that's a good shout. Actually, I was just trying to remember that game. Yeah, we didn't really offer anything in that game, did we? Just no, we had one really good ch- chance with Moose back heeled instead of passing it back to Flight. But I don't remember much more going on in that match. And City won one nil. And, and like this game, they're holding up in the corners at the end, which is a credit to us, I think. Yeah, that was very flattering seeing them waste time in, uh, yeah. in the corner at the end. Yeah, we. I'm just looking at the stats. We held City to ten shots. That's impressive. Like I know yeah. they they got that early lead, but. Um, yeah, ten shots, only two big chances. I think the XG was just over one one point four. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. that's impressive because City generally, as as West Brom and many teams have found out in the last few weeks, they don't tend to just go one nil up and then uh, 
you know, defend by keeping the ball. They go again no. and again and again and try and rack up the goals. So it... all, since we've been in the Premier League, I've been more scared of City than any other team, simply because even though Liverpool are miles better than them last year, I think City are the team in the in the league who can genuinely, if they want to, or, or if they're on form, can do you seven or eight. Yeah. And I, I think they're that much better than everyone else on the day. I think if, if everyone's playing at the full potential, City are the best team in the league. It's just that last year Liverpool were unbelievably consistent. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I said uh, you know I said it was kind of a, a pleasantly dull game, and I was it, it was pleasant because after seventy five minutes, it was still one nil. Not mm. a lot was happening. You know, the the game was just it was almost like walking pace for a lot of it. Yeah, which, it was. Yeah, which does play into our hands in terms of you know just short shorten the game essentially. You know, just just make it a a ten minute window in which you could get a goal and maybe you know then if you get that equaliser then there's hardly any time for City to retake the lead. So I like mm. the game plan. I can't I can't say as a you know as a team that we played massively well. Um, you know we didn't use the ball as well as we did against Man United, but City are an insane team for winning it back, aren't yeah. they? I mean. Streets is ahead of Manu, as he said, who, who did give us a lot of space, I thought, on the ball. But... Uh, just reading, actually, Pep Guardiola has said, I mean, this is, I don't really believe him, but he said that's the hardest game they've had all season. <laughs> Go away, Pep. Yeah, just... he, I mean, before the game, he was saying, this is going to be the hardest game. And he's like, now he's now saying, yep, told you. <laughs> Pep Guardiola dressed like he was in an advert for Cavonia or something today. <laughs> all he was missing was the sort of exaggerated sneeze and yeah, big yeah. A lot of weird things happening today. Uh, Birdie looked weird when he came on. He did look weird. Weird. Uh, yeah, um, I, one of my friends messaged me saying he, he, he were amazed at how square Lundstrom is, which I've never really <laughs> noticed until he mentioned it. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, lot of like, I mean, obviously there weren't much going on on the pitch. And Phil Foden looked like he had makeup on. I don't know what going on today. That like, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, four changes for United. Unsurprisingly, uh, Jagielka gets to. Uh, you know, put his feet up and uh, well, Egan... I on the comments. I was like, I saw about four or five in the, on the team saying, "Why has he dropped Jagielka?" It's like because he's older than me, mate. It's like <laughs> that's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, he did look absolutely jiggered at the end of the Manu game, as, <laughs> as well. He good, should yeah. be as well. He should be after that effort. It was yeah. only four days. It will ago. be interesting to see if he plays against uh, West Brom. I don't think he will. No. And, and against West Brom as well, we've been sat we've sat really deep in these last two games, understandably. I imagine we'll be more on the front foot against West Brom. I, I hope we don't see the return to those defensive frailties. Mm, yeah, hopefully not. So Egan, e- completely different game. Sorry, yeah. No, no, no. Egan comes in for Jags. Uh, Bogle comes in for goal-scoring left-wing back extraordinaire Kean Bryan. Yeah. Uh, and then we swap both strikers, Burke and Brewster. And um, I think that's, pro- that's probably the... That's the front pairing we wanted to see against Man United, actually, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the um, the ideal combo to give you any kind of chance against yeah. uh, against City, even if it didn't really amount to too much. I mean, the, I think this is a simplistic view, but I guess you could say it's frustrating that we lost one nil to such a dreadful goal. I would say <sighs> that the game goes very differently if we don't concede this in terms of. City would just play it very differently, I think. I agree with this, yeah. I mean, one of my friends messaged me after because I think they were in second gear. And um, I, I don't want to take anything away from United, but I do think that that early goal, they just saw it out after that. We did well to keep in the game because I've seen them play like that against many other teams and score four or five still. Mm. So I'm not yeah. taking anything away from how well we did. But, yeah, I do think City, if, we have, if they haven't scored against 10 minutes, I think there would have been a lot more... Um, what's the word? Intensity. That's it, intensity, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this was laughable defending, wasn't it, if we're being honest? Uh, so bad, I just can't... I weren't even mad because they were... I mean, obviously, Bogle's to blame, letting the ball... I mean, he's, he's just got to get it out for a corner, and that's it, simple yeah. as that, really. Ampadu comes running in, I don't know like, what happens there. But my favourite bit is Basham running off. <laughs> Playing offside to a ball that's played from basically the touchline. I don't I know. Thought, where are you going? That was, uh, it was like in FIFA when the AI switches to the wrong player and you just end up <laughs> running out of the way. Maybe that's what happened. Um, yeah, I, I think Man City probably recognised that Bogle's never played left wing back before. I mean, yeah, that's possibly the case. I the, thought he did struggle today, Bogle, to be fair. Which is, I'm, I'm not having to go at him for that. I understand I, I imagine he's never played there before in a professional game, let alone against Manchester City. <laughs> yeah, they, it definitely felt like they targeted him. Um, which is is far, is you know completely justified. I think 
I think given that he's not done that before, I think he, he did it. He gets a bit of a pass from me for that game, I think, you know. Yeah, completely. I, I, when I saw him there, I thought he was going to struggle because it's difficult. I mean, just from playing, when I played like amateur, not even amateur football, uh, junior football, mm. I, I played on right back. And when you put your over to left back, it is a different sort of, you, you, you're second guessing all the time and stuff. And he's up against like the best players in the world. So Yeah, and obviously, you know, every time he does win the ball, he's on his, uh, it's on his weaker foot and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but there was that chance in the second half where he blazed over and everyone was like, why should and he should have done better obviously but again I've got a bit of sympathy from having to do that when I've played junior football it's just not natural you're not used to being on that side yeah for sure um, yeah so that was you know obviously a, a fr- incredibly frustrating goal to concede against a, a, a really really good team uh, Jesus with the goal not even not even he could miss that I do feel like he misses three or four sitters every game is the, yeah, yeah. the modern day Andy Cole I think so so the first uh, blaming Ramsdale for that for some reason don't know why <laughs> or how apparently dived to her like yeah. <laughs> how dare he not save a shot that's inside our six yard box where the guy actually has time to control it and have a few touches um, and then I saw someone else actually quite like, a bit after saying, "Oh, we're just knocking it long." It's like Manchester City. Can we please get some sort of perspective here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that did make me sort of go like, "Oh no, what's happening?" Is the Norwood back header that oh. Bernardo Silva flicked on? Oh, can you I, imagine I if that I had gone? I hands. I would just sort of like open mouths going, "Why?" <laughs> I mean, it was so telegraphed as well. Yeah. But you're like, well, you know what I mean? Anybody could have read it. But I think he should have done better, actually. Were it sorry on the end of it? Were it? Bernardo Silva, I think. Bernardo Silva, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I think he should have done better, actually. Oh God, can you imagine if that goes in? That's uh, that's a that's a gif waiting to happen. That one. Yeah. Um, did I hear this right? We haven't scored in our last eight visits to Man City. I mean, I, I can believe it because obviously there's two in the uh, Premier League. It was a nil nil last time we we're in the Premier League. And, uh, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. they were in the championship with us, weren't they? A few time, and Keegan were manager and stuff, I imagine. Yeah, true. Um, stuff. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, Warnock and his away games, he, he, even in the championship, he, he very rarely tried to win them, did he? So. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then I think, really, the rest of the game just sort of just, just kind of disappeared, really, in a bit of a in a bit of a fuzz. I mean. Just very, very little happened. You know, there's a couple of like uh, crosses that Ramsdale needed to handle. There was that. Um, uh, there was a good sort of uh, a bit one for the cameras, I thought. But you know, yeah. you've, got, you've got to keep it out from Zinchenko from the edge of the area, and then from the resulting corner, another save that was fairly comfortable. I think um, we we continue to look completely exposed at every every corner that comes into the box, unfortunately. But yeah, didn't concede from one this week, which is always nice. Um, yeah, I mean on the, on the dullness and stuff. But like, I've got a few, I've got a few view fans before we started, and uh, the the majority of City fans are saying that was so boring. <laughs> I mean, from their point of view as well. So yeah, it was uh, a game they were able to save their legs. But I, again, I'm kind of alright with that. Like, I think it just I don't know if played into our hands is right, but I just felt that's the only way we're going to win the game is if it get yeah. not not win the game, get something from the game, stay at one nil, have a bit of a go in the last ten minutes, and that's exactly what we did. We got some. Um, yeah. And obviously, people watching. I mean, I heard the commentators like throughout the game. I don't know if you ended up muting it in the end. I know you were you were close. You close most weeks, aren't you? Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I did stick with it. It's just like, all right, Andy Hinchcliffe. I had to check who it was actually, but yeah, it's like Man City are good. We know you don't have to keep saying how great they are at everything. We can see it. But they kept he kept saying like Sheffield United are going to have to attack sometime. It's like, well, yeah, but there's like half an hour left. <laughs> I think we played. I do think I, I, people have different opinions. I think we played it perfect. Like tried to keep keep it tight and then try and nick something at the end. I think that's what you've got to do against Man City. Yeah, and uh, we weren't far away. You can't. We didn't create. We didn't create a proper chance. We had the Bogle one, which is smashed miles away. Obviously, um, I mean there was a numerous times where we kind of had a bit of a break in the game, particularly. Yeah, with Burke. we didn't use it quite as well as we probably should have in a few occasions. No, exactly, and that's that's what you need to do against City. Is just just pray that you get one of those right. You need to. You know, you need to string together a perfect move, basically, don't you? And yeah. We couldn't quite do it, but the one chance, Sharp, um, Sharp does really well. I think it's a bit. It's against Diaz, who's a, you know, it's, it's really an excellent Premier League defender, and he. he ch- I thought Sharp overall were fantastic when it came by. I know it were only a mm-hmm. short time, but he won a free kick from Walker. He, he won a couple of like sort of headers and held it up well, and and this were the, the crowning moment, if you like, of this mm. match for him. Well, you were you were quite critical of him when he uh, he, he tried to take on four players and, and didn't manage well, to do it. Well, I can't it. believe he didn't take them all on. I just you know he's got four city players. Just take them on, Shaw. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, this is in about the eighty-six minute. I think he chests it off to Fleck, twenty-five yards. 
Fleck hits a great strike on the volley. And, I'm uh, up. Were you up? Uh, my eyebrows were up. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I can stretch to <laughs> at the minute. It's, uh, I still find it a bit hard to get into these games uh, watching on TV, to be honest. <laughs> certainly, uh, certainly less so than I would have been a year ago. Um, and yeah, Edison's uh, Edison's in panic mode. He's, I don't know if he's going to get that if it goes in and it's sort of a, what, just a, a foot and a half wide, something like that. Brilliant hit by Fleck. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I thought we were our best player again, by the way. I thought other than Ramsdale, possible. Mm, it was, uh, yeah, he, he likes, as you said to me, he, uh, he likes playing at Man City, doesn't he? I thought that he was, does, uh... yeah. I'm really happy to see him, and, and Norwood, so it's really to a lesser extent, Norwood, but I thought he were better than he has been. Mm. But I just get those two being back to being sort of dizzy, it's just such a huge difference. Yeah, and I think, I do think, so this is, you know, we mentioned on the last one about our last six games now, seven games. Defense is just so just seems to be coming together a little bit if you look at the yeah. um, underlying stats and actually this game you know adds more evidence to that and I really do wonder how much of that is down to our midfield being those three yeah. and them being settled I know they've not played every single one of those seven games but yeah that's that is our best midfield it's also our it's only midfield that, and we, we said at the beginning of the season our best midfield and it were hard to defend that because they were playing so poorly Norwood and Fleck in particular. Mm. Um, but now you know they're all sort of on song, or better, or more on song than they were. Um, it's just it's a no-brainer, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, and then uh, so I, I think defensively was solid all the way through the game, as you said. Uh, you know, we pushed some more bodies forward, and that led to an excellent chance for them. Uh, I think it's Jesus again, isn't it, in on goal? Yeah, and uh, a fantastic save from Ramsdale. I got to give credit really? where it's due. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that's it, 2-0, fair mm-hmm. play, you know what I mean? What unbelievable save. Yeah, just tremendous from a one-on-one. I know the commentators sort of yeah, immediately see, playing it down. Like, yeah, well, they telegraphed it. It's like, what? He blasted yeah. it, like, basically. <laughs> like, <sighs> exactly. Great save. And then, yeah, got the, um, the sort of annoying but also strangely satisfying sight of Man City wasting time in the corner in the 94th minute against... Yeah. Uh, you know, bottom of the league, Sheffield United, only won the second game. Bit, the right at the end, we put a long ball, and I think McBurney won the header, and it's come to the edge of the box with Fleck, and he just couldn't get quite out of his feet, could he? And that great mm. pace, the game over after that. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm reasonably satisfied with that, to be honest. As far as as far yeah. as one nil defeats go, that's one of the more like, yeah, that's fine for me that I can I can remember, to be honest. Usually, even when we've lost, I mean, even when we lost one nil to Man City last season. I remember being a bit annoyed by it um, in the in the yeah. home game, whereas uh, yeah, I thought that was about as about as good as we could have given it. I think if we'd opened up any more, we'd have probably got destroyed, especially after the the effort of um, Wednesday night. I'd be because yeah. we had a we had a full bench tonight, but I'd be curious to know how many minutes some of those players would have been able to give. I think us. the fact that Max Lowe or uh, Keen Bryan went at left wing back. Suggest that yeah, they want to. They he didn't really want to play those players if he if he had to. Yeah, and possibly uh, Moussa not getting on instead of um, I don't know, maybe Sharp or someone like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. he wasn't able to give us too many minutes. So yeah, overall, mate. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy to just chalk that game off. To be honest, that's uh, yeah. that's Man City that's played it. twice. Thought, I mean, some people might listen and say, um, "Oh, you, you, you're praising a defeat." I don't think we're praising it. It was just yeah, it's, it's it's Manchester City away for for us to pull off some a win or a draw there. You're talking about one of the best results in our recent history, and I don't think I'm going too far by saying that. Yeah, and I think so. Uh, you know, a one-nil defeat is just like, yeah, obvious. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, indeed, and um, yeah, you know, I, I just feel that's uh, just you know, we just joined together another decent performance there. Um, you know, the, the Spurs game now stands out like a sore thumb, to be honest, mm. since um, since the FA Cup rolled round, because mm. uh, yeah, Bristol Rovers, Newcastle. Uh, and then it was Spurs, wasn't it? And then Plymouth and um, Man United and now this. And obviously we didn't get anything out of this. We didn't really threaten Man City at all. I'm sure you know their fans were pretty relaxed all the way through it, even if Guardiola's saying it's the toughest game of the season. But yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, uh... I've, got, I've got a few few things from him. And a, lot, a couple of them are saying, like, you know, they defended really well. Just got to bring this up before we move on. I'm finding i am not done the view from properly yet, but what are people complaining about the referee? Like I'll get a couple of quotes here. So it's about a win's a win, but not a great performance considering it was one of the most corrupt officiating performances I have ever seen. We were playing against 15, but it will do. And another one says, sketchiest Prem ref I've ever seen, genuinely suspect, corrupt mofo. 
<laughs> what am I missing? I thought that was such a bland game. I mean, I, I I'm so because I can't. I'm like, I mean, I've only got. I'm. I'm not even halfway through the view from, so I might get more than that. But I'm just like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, but, they they were a bit angry last season, weren't they, with the uh, the Bessic tackle on? Um, they were. They were very angry. With that. <laughs> slightly more justifiable, I think. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't get that. All. I like David Coo. He's. Uh, He's one of my favourite refs, mainly because he looks like Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. So every time it shows him, I have a bit of a smile to myself. I feel like he's refereed us in some uh, in some games that we've won as well. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have a positive association with him. So <laughs> I'll, I'll not hear that that slander from Man City. Um, any uh, any other sort of final thoughts from this game? Any individuals you want to name check that we've not done already? Like I, said, I thought Flat were great. Norwood would, were a lot better. Lundstrom. You know, he was decent, I felt. Um, I think Baldock defended well against the difficult opponents. Mm. Um, Basham's losing a few headers again and stuff. I'm not going to have a go at him. He's played every game in an awful season. I'm not going in on him. But I think right at this particular moment, out of the three centre-halves, someone was saying if O'Connell came back tomorrow, definitely an argument to say that Ampadu stays in the team above above Basham at the moment. But, you know, I'm sure Basham will come back. He always does. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought Billy Sharp, great cameo when he came on. Lovely stuff. That's what I like to hear. All right, let's uh, let's leave Man City in the past and go even further into the past. Uh, we will have a quick break first, but then we've got our memorable match for this week. Quick break to tell you about one of the sponsors of Blades Pod, and that is Glistening Kicks. Now, if you ever look down at your shoes and trainers and think they need a bit of a touch-up, then Glistening Kicks is the service for you. They are a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean, and can touch up any scuffs or imperfections. If you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. They offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield, and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast, and reliable courier service. So you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans and they also offer a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers. Or if you have a Wednesday fan in your life, the Wednesday logo is available as well. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve instead. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. You can also follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks to get a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Now back to the podcast. And we're back. And uh, yeah, this is the memorable match that was going to be part of our Man United podcast midweek, but uh, we decided we needed to give give that win its full treatment and uh, not spend time talking about something from the past, but that's what we're going to do now instead. And um, we had queued one up that had a connection with uh, Manchester City and specifically with Carl Walker. And we are going to go back to right to the start of Carl Walker's career, certainly with with the Blades, but his career as a whole. And that is the... Well, we'll do a double-header memorable match this week. We're going to do the Preston playoff semi-finals from 2009. Um, I'd argue not one of the most memorable semi-finals if 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 you think about it up against sort of... The even the five five at Swindon or the four three against Forest, it's not one that you immediately think of. I don't think we think about our playoff failures and successes. Mm. It's the uh, I think it's the, that sort of I wanted to talk about not only for Walker but just that uh, <laughs> this was a strange season. I think and it, it, it really feels was. like I feel like this is a good way a good context to talk about it. Anyway, um, Kevin Blackwell was the manager. We started terribly. Uh, and then finished third, which I don't... Yeah, I, as late as um, sept- end of September, we were 15th. This is the season Wednesday did the double over us for the first time in I forever. I will never forgive that man for that. I will never forgive... <laughs> I said at the time, I will never forgive you, Kevin Blackwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't remember how long... It just doesn't happen, does it? Um it was, it's like, something like it was something like 100 years. It was yeah. something that I used to lord over my Wednesday fans, and he, and he, he, he took that away from me. <laughs> yeah, who was it? Marcus Tudgay, was he? Did he score the... Marcus Tudgay with the famous guy who stands up when he thinks he's going wide. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's going wide, to be fair. Terrible team selection that day, just on that Wednesday game. Mm. Um, he played up front, he played uh, Lapoli, was it? Is that how you pronounce Lupoli, that? yeah, he scored, that, didn't yeah. he? 
Lupoli. Yeah, he scored. I think that might have been his debut. And um, and Danny Webber. But he carried on playing hoofball. Like, a long ball up to those. I remember it. And I was like, why are we playing? Like, Darius, Darius Henderson's up front. And then in uh, the game after that, he put Greg Alford up front for the first time. Yes. Um, and just carried on playing one ball, basically, with Greg Alford up front. It worked a lot better because, obviously, he couldn't change his tactics whatsoever because he were a poor manager. Yes, love love a bit of Greg Alford. But we, we started the season with two wins in seven. I I don't know how Blackwell managed to get to third, to be honest. Like, just from the the, the way that we played this season. And... We've, got, we've got hammered by Arsenal 6-0 this season as well. And this is not... I mean, Arsenal are a good side, but it's a, a young Arsenal team. <laughs> yeah, I was at that. And, that was humbling. Oh, yeah, I think you've said this, yeah. And, it, yeah, we, I remember sort of being real... We lost to Wednesday in the away game. And then we were sort of just hovering around. He somehow got us to, like, sixth and seventh, pretty much all the way through the season. Then basically from March, uh, March the 1st, we went on a, a ridiculously good run where we didn't lose for 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 games mm. uh, unbeaten. And then we lost to Burnley and then, and then uh, beat, beat Swansea in the Drew last game. So in the last uh, 17 away matches, we lost once. Yeah, very, very impressive. Yeah, let's so let's just set this up then. So, yeah, you <laughs> three games ago. We're chasing Birmingham for second, basically. Yeah. Um, Long shot, let's be honest, because we've come apart in our way, as you said. Yeah, and then we lose that away game to Burnley. That's the uh, 44th game out of 46. Did and- that just before that, we, we played Forest at home. Oh, Forest were awful this season. I think they went down. Um, and Birmingham dropped points. And if we'd have beat Forest, we'd have gone second and we bottled it and drew 0 nil. I don't actually remember that awful, horrible match. I don't remember it, but I just looked it up, and they were down. Forest were down to ten men for yeah. From, they got from the sixteenth minute. Minutes, and if we'd have won that, we'd have gone second, and then we'd have been in pole position. Oh. We played though uh, Forest on the Saturday, and then on the Monday we played. Uh, sorry, we played Forest on the Monday because it was a bank holiday, and then the week after we played Burnley and lost. So in those two games, we basically thrown away any realistic chance it seemed. Yeah, but playoffs was playoffs were assured, and we yeah we still had this outside chance, and then we played Swansea in the penultimate game. Uh, we won one nil, and uh, and Birmingham actually lost that day, so it became feasible yeah. that we could catch them on the final day of the season. Because uh, they we had went... Reading as well, who, were, who could also have been promoted. Yeah, they were in the playoffs, I think, weren't they that season, Reading? Um... Yeah, if, they, if Reading had won and we'd have lost, Reading had been automatically promoted. Oh, no way. Um, but as it happens, uh, we failed to beat Palace away somehow, um, who had nothing yeah. to play for. And, uh, and Birmingham beat All Reading. manager of Palace, by the way. <laughs> oh, God, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. So uh, we didn't get the results we need, and we went into the playoffs instead where we were going to play Preston North End. Um, that Swansea game was Kyle Walker's debut. Yeah. Um, he was 18 years old, I believe. Did you uh, Did you see this one? Yeah, right. Yeah, I had a season ticket this year. Um, I uh, remember him coming in and playing absolutely fantastic on his debut. Actually, really, I remember he did something. I always remember this. He, he, he sort of sprinted because I'd never seen the guy before. Hmm. Sprinted back and put, put a tackle, and I thought, "Well, that's Kyle Norton." And it was. He went to Kyle Walker, and I'm thinking, "Wow, he's unbelievably fast, this guy." Because now yeah. Kyle Norton was the, the big star, weren't he? Really, this season. He was, yeah. And this and, guy uh, just come out of nowhere, Kyle Walker, and I just thought, well, he's just filling in because I think, um, well, Norton had got shunted to left, but Gary Naismith had been injured, so that's mm. the only reason Walker played. Walker is uh, one of the few players that I've like immediately seen and thought he will play in the Premier League. Like, you know, for coming through United's academy, just mm. it was so obvious that he was class. Like, you know, and and obviously like fully sort of physically developed, but but physically yeah. developed as like a peak athlete at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And excellent defender, really good on the ball. You know, the athleticism was there already. Yeah, really. Um, I just immediately. I Sorry, an argument for Cowboy is it, is it maybe our best ever academy product, not youth team product, academy product. Yeah, when the, when those came in, I think Simon got to be him and Maguire, aren't it? Yeah, well, the two most expensive defenders in the world, right there. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Walker makes his debut in that game. But we played Preston in the playoffs. The um, the first first game is uh, away from home at Deepdale. Just uh, Pre- before you start with this, Preston had won four games on the bounce get in the playoffs. Oh, so they... Um, they were way out of it. Like four games to to to, to go, they were way out of it, and they and then they won four to get in. So the, they really did have the momentum. In fact, uh, it was them that beat Birmingham in that penultimate game. 
that uh, that's, that's yeah that's that right. given us a chance. So yeah, they were in excellent form considering. So yeah, they finished six, but. Uh, you know, they were not going to be a pushover, were they? No. Managed by uh, future Wednesday legend Alan Irvine. <laughs> yeah. Um, we go to Deepdale. Uh, I've just go on. Sorry. So yeah, just a few. I've just wrote a few names down for the who were in the Preston squad. Uh, some sort of long, big, 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 not big names, but they were John Parkin and Chris Brown, who obviously now do under the cost together. Oh, I, I think know it, Brown did it with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Brown and John Parkin are the are the two who do it with him. Uh, there's them two and another guy called Chris Brown. Weirdly enough, there's two Chris Browns who do it. Very um, and I was John Parkin with their main man this season. I think he got like 15 goals or something like that. He was their main striker. The beast. Uh, least, yeah, the beast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee Williamson uh, played for Preston. Uh, who obviously came towards the season after. Yeah, it will have been, won't it? Yeah. Um, good player. I think he's obviously blighted by injuries. Andy Lonergan, who I believe is at City. Uh, I actually have that open right now. Um, he is at West Brom right now, West but he Brom. was he was at Liverpool in ah, uh, twenty nineteen twenty. So he's he's picked up a few medals just from being part of their, their <laughs> and, team. Uh, Neil Mellor, who obviously scored against us for Liverpool uh, in the within a couple cute few years before, and Wednesday legend Ross Wallace. They're the only real players off the back of the team sheet that stand out to me. Yeah, I, I used to like Wallace, and uh, Sean St. Ledger um, was a player I always wanted to sign as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. So actually, uh, I'll, I'll run. Th- so the team for Preston: Lonergan, Jones, uh, Yulma Wenny. I always thought he was quite decent. Yeah. St. Ledger, Nolan Sedgwick, McKenna, Carter, Ross Wallace, John the Peace Parkin, the Peace, the Peace, John the Beast Parkin, <laughs> <Big> Peace, <laughs> Neil Meller. Um, for the Blaze: Paddy Kenny, Cal Walker, Chris Morgan, Matt Kilgall, and Cal Norton. Nick Montgomery, Brian Howard, Stephen Quinn, Greg Halford, uh, Henderson, Darius Henderson, that is, and um, and Jamie Ward. Um, On Brian Howard, he'd not actually played Brian Howard um, up until this game for something like... I'm just going through it now. I think we're talking like five games. So it were a real shock inclusion, Brian Howard being in this team for this second, this first leg. Interesting. I remember he scored a big goal. Against Reading, against yeah. Against Reading in the, the one... Yeah, the win... Yeah, was that the last time he played for us or something before that, this? He played the one after that, and then he didn't play after that. Mm. He, he, well, yeah, he, did, well, didn't, he, he played the game after against Forest, that Forest game. Sorry, so it's one, two, three. Oh, sorry, it's only four games he didn't play. But, yeah, yeah. so four games, he, he were out of the team, basically, and, then, and he, he came in. And Halford must have been playing right wing, I guess. Halford sure. on right, at right wing, yeah. So it were yeah. Howard and Montgomery and Quinn as a sort of a midfield... No, Quinlan would have been on the left. Howard and Montgomery in the middle with Jamie Ward and Darius Henderson up front. Yeah. What, um... Oh, what was I going to say? Yeah, what did you make of Brian Howard? Have you got anything to say about him? I Blade's career. My Facebook memories come up obviously when, uh, and I always look at him. And there's <laughs> one from this season where I put, "Can someone please take Brian Howard out of the Sheffield United team and send him somewhere else?" <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, Kevin Blackwell probably... <laughs> <laughs> must have read That's it. My... <laughs> my feelings on him sort of sorted there. He, he's, I remember being so excited. He came, uh, he's quite legend, really. He came on as a sub against uh, Bristol City, I think it was. When we were three 0 up, and he looked fantastic. You remember? On his I don't, debut, actually. no, carry on. And he was spraying it about. Thought this is this is the new Michael Brown, and he just mm. flat to deceive. I think he he basically got a move on the back of a decent, you know, one good season at Barnsley. He, he were all right. He, he obviously had skill, but it never happened for him. Probably didn't help they were playing under Blackwell, to be honest. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting you mentioned Michael Brown there because I, I do remember that being the the chat like this is the the goal scoring midfielder to replace Brown if you like it obviously left um... still going on now that <laughs> the new Michael Brown yeah yeah um, so you know we we've gone into the end of, we've got we ended the season with a, a tinge of disappointment I think you know not um, not getting over the line even though it wasn't technically in our hands um, on the last yeah. day of the season I remember at full time at Palace which was a, a good away day despite um, despite mm. the outcome I remember you know everyone was singing we're going to Wembley that kind of thing so there well, was well I think um, Birmingham won so whatever we'd have done that day it wouldn't have exactly. mattered yeah exactly that um, but I guess you know you still got that tinge of doubt of like uh, you know maybe we'll just be completely flat down that kind of thing but um, mm. I didn't think we, we we weren't like that at all. We we were nothing nothing of the sort. I thought I thought we played really really well, mm. and it was actually a shock when we went one nil down. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is from a, a a really poor goal. It was like a, a a free kick just sort of from the halfway line, pumped into the box, and um, it gets flicked on. A sent ledger is 
seven or eight yards ahead of all our defenders, and he sort of wellies it into the net. And obviously, everyone's appealing for offside, but it's actually flicked off um, Montgomery's head. I think. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he plays. Uh, he plays everyone onside. They go one nil up, and you're just thinking, like, oh, how on earth does this happen? You know, this, this sort of the shock story of Preston's uh, Preston rallying into the playoffs is gonna gonna carry on. Yeah. And they almost um, almost went two nil up with uh, the beast himself crashing one against the post yeah. from a corner. But as you uh, said, we were played well. It was a strange one because we could have been two down at half time. I, I, I think I watched this at the the social club at United. Is it called the social club? I don't know where it is. Mm. The what's it called? It might be Annie's Bar now. Anyway, I, I think I watched it there. And mm. uh, yeah, I, I remember like we, we, I thought we played really well in that first half, but went in one nil down. But you were still fairly confident we get back in it. I think. Yeah. So we. Uh, I remember Ward had uh, he had one like blocked over the bar, didn't he? From from quite close range. Yeah. And, um, Quinn it was I think he had this uh, he had that volley that like it went wide and then I think it bounced behind the net and from I, I was at the game and um, it, it did look like it had gone in because it sort yeah. of rippled the net um, it was I was I remember being a bit surprised that we didn't sell this out actually and like not even not even close to it um, not, that's interesting that because it's obviously not far I didn't go myself so I'm not blaming anybody but yeah yeah I was uh, I was I was well up for it and thought there'd be um, you know really hard to get tickets but now I think there was probably only about 2,000 there there were a lot of empty seats um, I will just say actually I'm going to shout out my dad here um, this is not the sole reason for doing this podcast but there is a statue outside Deepdale of um, of the great Tom Finney and it's it's actually a fountain and uh, yeah. we arrived quite early in Preston so before we went to the pub just went and had a look at the ground and uh, we stood by this statue and uh, suddenly realised that um, my dad is the only person who stood quite close to the, to the fountain. And then the wind changed direction. Oh. <laughs> and then I got absolutely trained. <laughs> <laughs> Which we still reference to this day, me and my brother. But um, Sorry, yeah. Like Tom Finney. <laughs> yeah. I don't, want to, uh, I don't want to let that one go unmentioned. Um, so we're 1-0 down at half-time. Uh, second half kicks off. Ball goes back to Paddy Kenny, and we'd equalised. Am before... I right? Sorry, am I right that at half time did Henderson go off injured? Um, not long into the second half. Sorry, was... yeah, it was fifty four. Sorry, you're right. I've just double checked that. Sorry, my yeah. Carry on. I've jumped ahead. We'd uh, we'd not even finished singing Greasy Chip Butty uh, when we'd equalised from your mate Brian Howard. Um, a long ball goes forward, it gets flicked on, Halford does a good little spin in the box and has a shot blocked yeah. away. Great awareness from Ward, who gets on the ball and crosses it. And uh, <laughs> in front of the Blades fans, Howard arrives and volleys it into the empty net and uh, the crowd goes wild. And uh, my dad, having got soaked in uh, in fountain water earlier, someone chucked a bovril over him during the celebration. So at least... <laughs> At least that warmed him up. Um, yeah, it was 21 <laughs> seconds into the second half. Um, yeah. And yeah, great response from us. Lovely, lovely finish from Howard. Probably is, um, well, I guess that's, uh, I can't think of anything better that he did for us, to be honest. I think that's probably his highlight moment, isn't it? Yeah, that and Reading with his, with his highlight. And if I remember rightly, after this, we just slaughtered them, didn't we? We absolutely slaughtered them. And uh, I'm going to mention a player here that I'm, I'm sort of loath to mention. I almost feel he deserves... He deserves to go in the kind of Connor Salmon school. Of... Can I can I have a guess what you're going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to have to think very hard, but go on. Yeah, well, it's Craig Beatty, isn't it? And I, I think Henderson getting injured changes the entire complexity of the, the playoff final as well. Because as much as Darius Henderson wasn't the greatest player by any stretch of the imagination, he was fairly integral to how we played. We were a long ball team, obviously, under Blackwell. Mm-hmm. And Craig Beatty was just a poor footballer. And, it, and he wasn't a target man, and he, he wasn't a good player. And he started in the playoff final, and I just wonder how much that injury to Henderson is was the reason we didn't go up. It was dreadful, BT. There's there's, there's no two ways about it. It was a dreadful strike. I mean, this is, this is his shining sort of display of awfulness. I think this particular game. So he was on loan from West Brom, right, of the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got one goal up to this point for us. Oh, he ended with one goal as well. Yeah, well, we should say that uh, he replaced another BT essentially, <laughs> who mm. uh, James was sold to Stoke in uh, January of this year, I think. Um, yeah. And then yeah, we signed another BT instead. But yeah, he comes on for Henderson um, and, and conspires to miss some very very good chances. 
Um, there's a one-on-one he puts over the bar when uh, Maweni gets a hold of him. And then he's, like, complaining because he wants a foul. It's like, well, fall over if you've been fouled, you know. Yeah, It yeah. shrugs him off. But, ah, oh, do you know what? Watching the highlights back, I got angry about this one all over again. 12 years <laughs> later, absolutely seething. He gets played in on goal. All he has to do is roll it square for Lupoli, who's got a tap-in at the far post. And instead, he hangs onto it for ages and just it's a one-on-one. It's a one-on-one. He just hits it straight at the keeper. I always remember this oh. game. One of my mates who had a scene ticket where he couldn't go to, he couldn't watch this match. I can't remember what we were doing. He were away or something. And he phoned me after and he said, yeah, 1-1. One, one. And I were livid. And he couldn't understand why I was so angry. Because <laughs> I was like going, what is he doing? He's clean through. And he, he goes, it's not bad, that 1-1 one, one first leg. We should have won 4-1. <laughs> yeah, we. it's funny. I remember being pretty happy at full time because I did. I, I was confident we'd win the home leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and ultimately, that's you know, you get a draw away. That's all you need to do. And there was no, I don't believe there was any away goals or anything. At this no. point, I don't think I feel like they've been. No, I don't. Th- no, it won't have been. No, no, no. Yeah, um, but then yeah, I just oh, I remember being so angry at Beatty for his just not only terrible finishing with the first one, but then just a dreadful decision making. Just roll it for Lupoli. It was a tap in. Yeah. It was so annoying. But yeah, um, yeah one all. Go back to Bramall Lane. As I said, I was I was confident. We were clearly then... a better team than them. I don't. I mean, yeah. I've seen John Parker and Chris Brown actually talk about this game uh, when they were talking to. Must have been Paddy Kenny, hmm. and they said you you had a fantastic side then. You know what I mean? Compared because we went into that knowing that we were probably going to get knocked out because you were just far better than us. Do you think that's? Do you think we were far better than them when you see our team? I think that, for instance, you look at that team right in terms of the defense is fantastic. You've got Kyle Walker, Chris Morgan, Matt Kilgallen, Norton, and Kenny. Yeah. That's almost Premier League standard defending, even then. I think that's that's uh, it's Premier League standard defence, should I say, even then. Yeah, and that's then you've got fair. Jamie Ward and Henderson up front, who proven Championship strikers, both of them, basically. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm probably being a bit harsh on the midfield. The midfield were quite, but you've got Montgomery and, and Quinn, who would again Championship standard Good quality championship midfielders. Players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I mean, like I said, that Preston team is not really. You know Chris Sedgwick and uh, Paul McKenna and all these. You know what I mean? It. I think we were a better team. <laughs> Paul McKenna, <laughs> hypnotic midfielder. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Paul McKenna was a hypnotist, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah you've not made that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I'd, I'd edit that out if I could be bothered. But no, we'll just uh, we'll have to leave that in. Um, so we go into the home leg. You know, we said about the strong team there. Uh, Henderson and Ward both out with that with those injuries, so we have to start with uh, with Beatty and um, and Greg Halford up front. Well, no, Greg Halford. Greg Halford actually, we played with one up front. Oh, did we? Yeah, because Cottrell so, is the other replacement, isn't he? David Cottrell. Yeah, David Cottrell came in, but Greg David Cottrell played on the. Uh, let me get this right. He played on the Greg right. Greg Halford played on the left hand side. <laughs> okay, <laughs> is any uh, position Halford didn't play? Yeah, Cottrell, because that's obviously where the goal comes from. He crosses it in from the right, and, mm. and Halford heads it in. Halford played on the left, Cottrell played on the right, and it was a midfield three of Brian Howard, Nick Montgomery, and Stephen Quinn. Stephen Quinn, yeah. Those were the only two changes, but uh, I think probably a step down from Henderson and Ward anyway. Do you know um, what's amazing with this? And I did not just go to, I was going to mention a few things in this programme for the, for the second leg. Hmm. I thought Billy Sharp had long gone by this point. Yeah, he's on the bench, isn't he? Yeah, and he's in the program talking about his best ever best ever day in a blade shirt, which I imagine has been surpassed now. Is that hat trick hmm. against QPR? Hmm. Um, which is what the, the season, season before is, right? You what? Sorry, was that this season or the season before? No, it was, it was this, this season. season right? It was the second game of the season. Yeah. How yeah. many goals did he score this season? Any idea? Four. <laughs> Four league goals. Easy enough to add up. <laughs> <laughs> you got, he scored against the Q3 against QPR and one against Coventry and that were it uh, fair enough so, but yes it but was, it's uh, interesting we've got Craig Beatty up front and Billy Sharp on the bench in, in hindsight you're thinking that's, you've got that a little bit wrong but well not not just that but Lupoli Danny Weber as well on the bench yeah. who uh, yeah. didn't get on we only made one sub and that was uh, Lee Bromby in this game but there were um, a few familiar faces in the program there's a 21 year old Richard Stearman who was in twice one for being in the championship team of the year at Wolves and then a picture of him because he scored the final goal of the regular 08-09 season oh. and he's got Peroxide blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> Steers, what a legend. And then an article with the man of the moment, Jackie Elker, as well. Um, it's such a bad article. Basically, <laughs> Gary Naismith interview where he's, he's in the waiting room having an operation and he's and Jags is there and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> what, a, what a story, obviously. Uh, 
<laughs> I think the programs have improved over the years, aren't they? <laughs> um, so it's, it's one all going into this game, as I said. Winner, winner take all, basically. Um, yeah. I think. Hmm. Did we know that we'd play Burnley in the final by this point, or was did they play after? Well, that's a really good question. Obviously, they played mm. Reading, didn't they? Um, ours were on Monday night, Friday, Monday. I think we might have not because I th- let me have a look at this. Let me try and. Uh... I'll uh, you Google while I talk. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, this was not as entertaining a game, this one, but uh, ultimately uh, went in the Blades' favour. There's a few things I've got to mention. What is it gets a little bit tetchy, I think it's fair to say. Uh, You'll the way we didn't didn't know, by the way. Sorry, the Burnley Reading game was the day after this. The day after, okay. Um, Yeah. Yulma Wenny and uh, Chris Morgan start going at it quite early on after a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a tangle in the box, and then parking on Halford. Oh my God! <laughs> How was this not a red card? I know. I know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely. I mean, obviously, I was there. I were at this game at the time. You did. I always remember after going, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, it's it's essentially a karate kick to Halford's midriff by parking, who yeah. is. With the greatest respects, is is probably physique's probably closer to a wrestler or an amateur boxer than a footballer. Like even then, you know, and he just comes steaming in and studs first into Halford's uh, stomach, essentially. Yeah. Somehow, and he gets booked for it. Alan Wiley, what are you doing, mate? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I I, I remember like I mean John Parker at the time. You have to remember he, he were like I say he, he were their main man, weren't he? He was, he, was, he was a good, he was a huge physical presence, but he was a good championship striker, I think. He'd have been just, fantastic in a Blackwell team. <laughs> oh my God, wouldn't he just, yeah. I, I seem to remember wanting to sign him around this kind of time, yeah. Mm. I guess, where, where did he end up, old, uh, old Parkin? John Parkin. Um, I feel like I saw him play for like Tranmere or something not too long ago. Yeah, I think like a bit. No, uh, not Tranmere. I don't think Is he it... kept himself in the best shape. I think he'd, I think he'd happily admit that himself <laughs> on a... On his, uh, does that, his, but his Wikipedia picture is excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'll just see that. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Uh, he went to Cardiff for an undisclosed fee. I imagine it was quite a lot of the time because he'd obviously just come back off the back of a really good season. Mm. Um, and then he ended up Fleetwood, Forest Green, Newport, York, you know. Yeah. yeah wow, he looked but... about 50 even then, didn't he? <laughs> he did, yeah. Almost uh, almost 600 career games, though. Great effort from him. Um, but yeah, I don't know how he didn't get sent off. That was It was just the most obvious karate kick. <laughs> just it, it was exactly like Cantona, basically, only on a player instead of a fan. And uh, yeah, somehow, uh, somehow only yellow card. Um, we mentioned him already, but I thought Cottrell was really good in this game. And he was a player I... I guess probably a bit wasted in uh, in Blackwell's team, but I, yeah. I I wanted to see more of him. I wanted him to yeah. play every game. I thought he was a a really exciting winger. Um, He's another person who's since criticised Kevin Blackwell, which is one of four thousand. I think <laughs> it's basically every ex player from this era. If anyone it? listens to Under the Car Show, if anyone doesn't, should I say? Kevin Blackwell is genuinely, undoubtedly, the most hated man in football. I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Every player who's played for Kevin Blackwell goes on that show, show and says, "I hated him." <laughs> oh, good lord! Um, but yeah, Cottrell was really good. Uh, he created quite a few chances in this one. He had um, uh, BT. He, I've written down it was a good header, but actually, I'm not sure it was a good header. Um, he like heads it straight down into the ground and it almost bounces over Lonigan. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I think he probably should have done better oh, yeah. himself. Yeah, I do. I know what Eddie you mean now. Oh, I'm right behind that. It was terrible, Eddie. Really. I yeah. mean, the same way you like he does everything right, but he doesn't because he heads it almost vertically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then we we take the lead at last. We've been knocking on the door for a long time, even if we weren't creating millions of chances. I remember, Beatty went really close from the edge of the area with a. A good sort of turn and shot, which I thought mm. was in from uh, from the cop end. Um, yeah. I thought this was quite noticeable in the build-up to the goal. Kyle Walker arrows in a, a long throw-in, which makes mm. me think. Yeah. I mean, because Greg Halford was a long throw yeah. extraordinaire, and then you've got Bromby on the bench. And I feel like Norton wasn't wasn't shy of a long throw himself. This is like... Just an air attack from this, well, this team. Is where isn't it? I mean, with our all game, I'm not again. I'm not praising Darius Henderson really as a player, but this and you can imagine Darius Henderson thrives off stuff like that, don't I? Mm. 
Yeah, he was he was the right striker for this this way of playing. But yeah, Walker beams in a throw, which gets cleared. Um, and then it gets cycled back uh, to Cotter on the right wing. He lays it back to Walker, who just pings in a magnificent 10 out of 10 cross mm-hmm. um, right onto Halford's head, who who himself steers a 10 out of 10 header into the top corner. What a header. This is Just a word on him, Greg Halford, actually, because he were only a year a year. It feels like he were a year longer. Do, do, you, do you agree with that? I do, yeah. I really liked him. I think we talked about him on our uh, Cult Heroes podcast. That, right? You're right. Yeah, you are right. I think he's still, you know, if he came, he's still playing, isn't he? If he came to the mm. lake tomorrow in a cup game or whatever, he, he gets a cup, if anyone's there, he gets a clap or whatever. Uh, but he were only actually on loan from Sunderland. I remember us signing him, and people were really disappointed because we'd mm. signed Halford before we'd signed Cottrell. And everyone wanted Cottrell because he'd been on loan the year before. And we mm. sat Greg Alford and we're like, why we got him? He's rubbish. He couldn't do anything at Sunderland. Sunderland fans were thought he were rubbish and stuff. By the end of the season, he you know, he were, I want to say he's a, a, a true legend, but certainly a cult hero. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and yeah, he just he, he was played in so many positions. I mean, I remember him playing right back. He played up front uh, yeah. in, in several games in this season. Centre half, I remember him playing centre half in a yeah. couple of games. And the long throw was a weapon as well. But he, Arrow, this header is, I mean, it's just, there's not many headers like this, is it? No. You know, the the power he generates and it just flies into the top corner. Keeper, absolutely no chance. In front of the cop as well. So it's a, it looks good, doesn't it? It's yeah, a good, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a good yeah. TV goal, this one. He, um, and, he also won in the programme before the, the end of the season award, which, by the way, Chris Morgan won player of the season this year. Um, mm. But uh, he he won goal of the season for his goal against... you remember that one against Ipswich? Yeah, I think... Uh, I, do, I do. I remember on the Cult Heroes one we, podcast we talked about, or I said I didn't think he was the most technically gifted player, and then basically later that day, United tweeted a clip of that goal. <laughs> it's like a 25-yard <laughs> screamer from him, isn't it? Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> he went to Wolves after this, uh, Greg Alford, um, but he only played 15 games for them in the Premier League, which is not bad, actually. It's a 38-league game, so 15 mm. games for Wolves... Um, and then to basically got shunted off to Portsmouth and never ended up back in the Premier League after that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, great header by him. Um, we had more chances to finish this game. Uh, BT again at the centre of it. Um, I remember. Let, yeah, it gets in on goal, doesn't he? And uh, it might have been a penalty. You know, it looks like the keeper sort of trips him as he shoots and he gets chested off the line by St. Ledger. Um, I don't remember ever feeling like we're in any danger at all in this game, but then there was right a bit, at the end, I think bit they, of a scramble, weren't there? Yeah, I think they were one off the line and I think Brian Howard not one off the line right at the end. Mm. Uh, but it would have been completely unjust. I think it was off a, off a corner or something. Yeah, but uh, finishes 1-0. Um, I remember Gary Sinclair was very magnanimous at the end. Um, I don't know if you remember this. He... You know, he sort of said like uh, words to the effect of commiserations to press them. We've, we've all, you know, we've been there. We know how it feels. That kind of thing. And I do we'll remember. We'll be there again next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe he was trying to court a bit of good karma there, and it didn't work. But I do remember all, you know, all four gr- sides of the ground were applauding that, which was, uh, you know, nice to see. Alan never... Irvine after the game, really. Yeah. Got a quote from Alan Irvine after he said, uh, um, "I can't speak for previous players because Preston at this point had got a worse playoff record than us." Mm. Yeah, and because I can't speak for the previous playoff attempts where I pressed him, but this wasn't down to luck uh, in this game. Sheffield United were better than us in both games and deserved to go through. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. So mm. uh, good for him. And I, I like Pre- Preston. Have won a won a very hard team to hate. A fantastic away day. Um, you know, I don't think we've ever. This is probably the closest we've had to a grudge match with them at any stage. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they, probably just on. on... <laughs> This is mad. I've only got Alan Irvine's quote, but I've just looked at what Kevin Blackwell said after the match. God. See if you can... I don't know what... Sheffield United manager Kevin Blackwell after the game said, a lot of people have contacted the club in the last few days and there's been a lot of emails because they feel it was right or wrong. It's been sorted out, but it's been festering among football people who felt things weren't right. It doesn't sit well in English football and most fair-minded supporters know that it would go a long way Toe-lancing the boil totally. Oh, to lancing the boil. I did, the boil. I did read this. Yeah. Is this on The Guardian? It's a, a Guardian. Glasses, uh, I ain't got my glasses on, sorry. <laughs> no, there is a typo. I remember seeing that as well. So he was he was talking about the Tevez affair there, wasn't he? Is that what he's talking about? I'm pretty sure it is. As in he's saying, you know, we're getting back to the Premier League will we'll right, right the wrong. Right, because he's about the match. He's like Alan Irvine saying, it's Pete, yeah, good game. 
And it's just like Kevin Blackwell's like a WWE wrestler. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's what it's on about. <laughs> it's not just annoyed that we didn't get a penalty. Oh, we're fantastic today, and you know, I can't wait for the final. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the final was... Uh, oh, actually, just one, one more thing from this game, and that is the, the image of Greg Halford right at the end, because he, he does go off injured eventually Yeah, this one. Um, and that's who Bromby comes on for. And the uh, the camera at full time cuts to him, and he's laid... He's sort of sprawled on the bench with his leg up and he's just he just looks angry he's like thumping the bench like it's the full-time yeah. whistle goes. yeah great image love it um but then yeah we the final is the um i don't know it could be a damp squib if you've sort of baked for in 40 degree heat maybe it's a, a, a baked I, I squib think this is my least enjoyable playoff experience this one Horrible. because the the, the Huddersfield one i won well, I got given tickets for the executive boxer, so as a day, it were really good. Hmm. This was just a pull, and I mean, as a day, this one. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, awful game. We didn't turn up, and yeah, ends with Ward getting sent off and uh, Hendry getting sent off after full we could time. Could have lost five nil as well. well I, don't, I don't think we had a proper chance. Yeah, Walker and Norton definitely kept us in it. A couple of goal line clearances and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a frustrating way to end the season. But we should say. <laughs> that was like the third time Burnley had beaten us that season, when it? So, yeah. yeah they, uh, Good Burnley also... side, that. Yeah, Jay Rodriguez, mm-hmm. Kevin McDonald, uh, Wade Elliott, uh, yep. Clark Carlisle, Stephen Coldwell, Graham Blake Alexander, Blake. Robbie Blake. Yeah, that's a really good team, actually, isn't it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I enjoyed that playoff match. I, I almost enjoyed the fact it wasn't that crazy, if you know what I mean. Like, mm. you know, as you said at the start, yeah. it doesn't sit, it doesn't sort of uh, sit even close to the, um, the Forest one or the... Uh, the Ipswich uh, one for drama, which even though no. that wasn't a, a goal fest or anything itself, but yeah, it was um, it was two two sort of competitive, entertaining games, and uh, yeah, um, a good uh, a good memory of Halford scoring. I enjoy the um, I enjoy the cult hero sticking a goal away. It's a bit like Porter against uh, Stevenage <laughs> that time, and well, that's a super Stevenage, list. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to cover that classic one week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Not too much <laughs> happened in that one. Um, anything else to say about those those two games that playoff tie? No, I, I actually it's one of the few times I've gone into a playoff final thinking we were going to win because it doesn't mm. normally happen that the team was beat you twice win again it's only yeah. the other way around but this is united in playoffs so obviously we gave them the art trick yeah we did indeed um we'll we'll wrap it up there mate um i, I do just want to drop this week's opta stat which i i actually like this is a, this is not as convoluted yeah. as the last two weeks but uh we were involved in the 2000th one nil in premier league history today so there we go, history boys. Is uh, superb. I guess I guess actually, which which game of us and Palace finished last? Because that would be the two thousand. I think it one. might have been as a five minutes of injury time. Yeah, so, so could have been Palace. So we're either the two thousand or, uh, yeah. <laughs> or the or the one thousand nine hundred and ninety ninth. But there have now been two thousand as of uh, full time in our game Excellent. for sure. So. I enjoyed that. We've we, we and had a few we're of those responsible for fifty percent of them, I think, from this. <laughs> to be honest, but... <laughs> yeah, we are indeed. Um, but yeah, I mean, as you can probably tell, I'm I'm pretty upbeat after uh, after that week. You know, I'm, I'm okay with yeah. losing one nil to Man City. Um, better teams than us lose by many more goals than uh, than we did today. And um, I've got to be honest, I'm looking forward to Tuesday night. It should be a good game. I mean, I'm not nervous as such because I still think we're, we're definitely going down. Mm. But I am quite sort of, oh, this is a big game. If they beat us, then we're probably going to finish bottom, you know. Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to win. You know, it sounds stupid, but I'd, in a season which I'm, I've kind of written off from a outcome perspective, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd love to win this one. I'd love us not to finish bottom. Uh, obviously, would take us up to eleven points as well. But ah, we owe these, don't we? After that first game, flipping. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Amadum. I mean, the worry is you probably probably can't play that well again in terms of chance creation. But <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I've just got I've got horrible sort of memories of Newcastle where we, you know, I'm thinking like we need to hammer them next time, and we lost three 0 So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But now I'm I'm looking forward to it, um, and I, I think we go into it. Uh, I don't know if it's on a bit of a high, but we should be, really. Certainly a lot higher place than we've been yeah. for, what, nine months now? <laughs> yeah, well, like I say, I've been getting the view from stuff like that from the City fans. 
I've, you know, I've, I've had personal runnings with City fans <laughs> doing the view from and stuff like that. But they're really complimentary, saying like, you know, I don't know why they're bottom of the league and and all this. So you know, it wasn't. It's been a good week. It's been a really good week in terms of before. I think the best we really probably realistically out for was, you know, it, it, we've put some effort in and we've only lost by a, a bit. The fact yeah. is, we've come out of it with three points and a, a, the goal difference has not been harmed at all. So. You should be really, really, you know, really happy with, with how it's gone. Despite, forget everything else that's gone before it. That these two last two games for me have been Sheffield United last season, pretty much spot, you know, pretty much as good as last season. Beautiful way to end. I can't, uh, I can't top that one. So uh, yeah, go to uh, Roy's viewfrom dot com for uh, the view from Man City. I'll, I'll be interested to see what uh, West Brom have to say ahead of our game as well because. Uh, they got a point today, but it was quite a late equaliser for Fulham. I think, yeah, my, my dad uh, messaged me because he didn't watch United game. He was watching uh, Soccer Saturday, and he, he said that uh, at half-time this way, he put uh, Fulham were absolutely all over West Brom, according to mm. Soccer Saturday. So um, it seems like you know Fulham might have been the better team in that game. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll look forward to that one. I'll uh, We'll be back on Wednesday, probably, to talk about that one. Yeah, I think. that should be okay. That so? yeah, I think so, yeah. Great stuff. Thanks, as always, for your time. I will catch up with you later. Yeah, thank you very much, mate. Cheers.